Hello, this is Karen Griffin introducing Space to Be's podcast on people and performance, leadership and love. Conversations with leaders, practitioners, experts, authors, and anyone with extensive experience and good insight into the world of work in the 21st century. Today, I'm delighted to introduce Kate Lenz, historically a business psychologist, the first female country general manager at a FTSE 20 business for over 10 years, and more recently, the founder and chief executive of MindBridge, an opinion columnist for the CEO World magazine, and a senior consultant for INSEAD, and of course, our very own space to be, for whom she coaches chief executives. Kate, it's a privilege to have you with us today. Hey, hello, hello. Thank you very much. Now, looking forward to this. Impressively, Kate, you've co-authored a book with Paul Brown called All the Brains in the Business, which, as I understand it, tells the story of how the power of gender difference, not gender equality, is a secret source for success. And today's podcast is our opportunity to hear how some of your experiences as an executive in big business inspired the book, and importantly, what are some of the top takeaways our listeners can immediately reflect upon and even do something about? Lovely. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm really delighted to have the opportunity, Karen, to, to share some of the insights from the research um, that I've been up to, which was the genesis of, of the book with, with Paul. And we wanted to practice what we preach, which is, is bringing the best of of um, different sex brains to, together in, you know, in the service of, of happy working places that get the best out of all the brains in the business, not just as a small percentage of them. Fantastic. So why don't we start with context? So I know you worked as a country general manager for one of the world's largest businesses for over 10 years and a, and a well-known, they own lots of wonderful, well-known brands. What were some of the early triggers in your experience that inspired this research and then the book? Yeah, well, I, I, I think back in the day, you know, and I was my corporate career was now um, some long time ago. But certainly I think that as a woman um, out in the workplace, then there was very many occasions when I was expected to, to be the best man I could be at work. And um, and I think there was still a some of the remnants of, of those expectations in modern day work cultures, despite some wonderful efforts at diversity and inclusion. And this is where I think the neuroscience has really got something important to say on the matter. Because if you do understand the differences at a generic level between uh, different sex brains, and then more importantly, at an individual level, then you, you can really get the best out of all the brains in the business and enable those brains to be acting in an, in an authentic way. So certainly, you know, I was the only woman in the business at, at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore, I had that very personal experience of what it was like to be in a, in a minority and what it was like to be the best man that I was ex expected to be. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong, I loved my career, but, or and, I, I think that um, there could have been ways of working that would have, would have, you know, helped me and supported me. And I want to bring those insights to, 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 to big business now. Absolutely. The book. 
I mean, we've come a long way, haven't we? The, the female sex in the last hundred years, and I think we've got a long way to go yeah, still. Absolutely. So it's great that people like you are doing this sort of work. So, as a business psychologist, you've extended your study to that of neuroscience, as you've mentioned, yep. and I'm intrigued to hear about the advances that can unlock brain gender diversity. Is there any way of explaining this briefly? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So here, here's my brief summary. Um, all, all individual brains are different. Our, our brain patterning, if you like, is as personal to us as our fingerprint. So that's really important to remember. Now, I think there are three levels that it's useful to leaders, for leaders to think about this. The first is that our, the, the brain has two dominant modes. It can either be put into a survive state when it's kind of on alert, being defensive and kind of tight and, 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 and uptight, or it can be put into a thrive mode where it will be producing the neurochemistry of learning that will create the capacity to think innovatively, etc. So you've basically got two, and this is a huge oversimplification, but it is makes it very clear. You've got survive or thrive as neurochemical states of being. Yep. Unsurprisingly, when people are when people's brains are in a thrive mode, a thrive neurochemical mode, they are far more productive in, in the service of the, the work task yep. and people's well-being and their resilience. So it, you know, it's, it's a good thing all round. In order to really create a thrive mode for, for all the brains in the business, you can't do that without understanding brain sex difference. Yep. It, 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 it's not a stereotypical binary relationship at all, but companies and leaders who know about generic brain sex differences, they, they really have got an opportunity to leverage them in the in the service of, of, of the task um, and then thirdly really paying attention to individual brains so you might be talking to someone with a very male brain or someone with a very female brain or somebody with a mixed brain but if what you're focusing on is am i as a leader and are our ways of working supporting that brain to be in thrive rather than survive um, then then you're you know you're really in with the capacity to to, to leverage differences Brilliant. So those, I think, put put simply, those three levels: one, brains can, uh, are in survival thrive; two, there are brain sex differences. Know what they are, and then you can work by using them as opposed to being in ignorance of them. And thirdly, um, really pay attention to individual brains being in in thrive. Wow, sounds really good and very robust. So thank you. Um, have you had um, any experience of helping businesses make these changes to embrace this diversity that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it's I've been doing a lot of work with a lot of different sorts of businesses to make them aware, um, to just to bring the applied neuroscience to life, if you like. And um, first of all, it's about raising awareness. Uh, you know, there are 100 differences between male and female brains. I think about 30 of those are, are worth knowing about as, as, as leaders. Um, just for example, the way the, the brains pay attention. So if you, if you look at the neural connectivity in a male brain, that connectivity tends to run from front to back inside each hemisphere. 
the neural connectivity in a female brain runs far more predominantly between hemispheres. So you get a different way of paying attention. Um, we're, we're, not, um, we, we're not on a visual here, but there, there's some lovely research from the University of Pennsylvania, which really sort of shows, shows that up very, very clearly. That's exciting, isn't it? And so it's, yeah, so, so you get a, just a different way of noticing things. So the male brain is more likely to go from input in through the five senses, senses to kind of uh, narrow focused output and coordinated action. The yep. female brain is more likely on average to go from input into the brain to emergent iterative response. So you just get a different way of problem solving. Now, um, those two ways of, of paying attention in the world are fabulously complementary yep. and you will get different pickup, uh, different aspects of the work task. And if you know that and you can actively partner as you try and solve for, you know, whatever kind of problem the business is trying to solve for, you, you will get far more robust, innovative, creative, uh, reliable solutions. Yeah. Um, so important for high performing teamwork, absolutely. leadership yeah. teamwork, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And even you just describing that is reminding me of a recent experience of, of managing almost a, an emergent session yeah, needing some very definite outputs, right. and you yeah. know you need both. But yes, and, and it does require a switching of the brain, doesn't it? Yes. Which yeah. um, takes a bit of practice. Yes, 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 exactly. And if you know, so I've got clients where uh, there's one client they're they're in uh, commercial real estate in London, and when they're going into big negotiations because they know about brain gender difference. They will plan their negotiations and partner during the negotiation to pick up, to, to leverage the brain differences in, in, in the negotiating team. Um, wow. and, uh, and Yeah. And, and um, there's, yes, yeah. So, so just knowing about brain sex difference at work and, and actively using it um, can, can really give you better business results. It's almost, you know, potentially a USP. It's, you know, where can we go next for our competitive advantage? It's this yeah. sort of clever thinking and clever training that perhaps is going to make the difference. Who knows? So um, if businesses don't do this, what do you think the risk is going to be? Um, well, one of the clear risks is, is retention, losing good people. Mm. So, so losing good people is, is a huge thing. And I've, you know, I've, I've done work with companies where they were losing such a lot of talent um, and couldn't understand why that was, uh, that, that, that they, they actively got interested in, you know, understanding the applied neuroscience. And it, do we, the question they were asking themselves is, do we have a culture that is too kind of sort of alpha male dominant? So missing out on some of the very bright females and some of the males who didn't kind of fit a particular profile. Um, so retention is one, certainly creativity and problem solving. If you've got people whose brains are not in Thrive, it's a bit like driving the car with a handbrake on. You know, you've got good people, you spend a lot of time recruiting them and yet you're not allowing their brains to function at their absolute best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. And obviously retention of those of high quality people is becoming even more critical in these complex yeah. times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. 
So if you're a senior decision maker in any kind of business, charity or public sector organisation listening to this podcast, what takeaways would you want them to hear? I would want people to, to hear that, that there are neurobiological brain sex differences. Know what they are. Raise your own and your, your business's awareness about them. And um, with that awareness, focus on causing thrive in, in people's brains by design, on purpose. And there are some simple communication models that, that um, I've been designing and testing during the course of the research that will enable you to do that. Um, the brain works bottom up. So it's a, we're emotional way before we're rational. The limbic brain uh, kicks in three times faster than our rational prefrontal cortex. So when we're communicating, it really matters that we communicate with that in mind. Um, and there are some simple models that you can that you can use that will enable you to access the best so the best of the brain. Um, and I can talk you through one of those now, Karen. If that's yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love you to. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, cool. Okay, <laughs> okay. So the, so the, the 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 emotional brain will kick in as soon as information has come into it. So inside eighty five milliseconds. The rational brain starts to make sense of a situation at 250 milliseconds. So we've already responded emotionally way before we can start to think about the problem. Therefore, you have to work kind of bottom up all the time. So you have to calm down the limbic brain before you can start to activate the the prefrontal cortex. So one of the models that um, we work a lot with Uh, is called rich, which uh, R for recognition. What is there to recognize and appreciate about about, the other person, the situation? And the the I is for intention, flagging, signaling, what's this conversation about? Where are we heading with this? Those two things taken together, recognition and signposting intention will help settle down the emotional limbic brain. Yeah. calm it down make you make the other person or people realize that you can't you know you come in peace <laughs> then you can start to get into the nitty-gritty so the c is for what's the challenge or, or the complaint you know what's the big issue here the challenge and you can start to explore that in a kind of you know what would it take type way yeah. um the prefrontal cortex gets on the pitch at this point and it the prefrontal cortex loves to solution loves to create solutions yeah. so so once you've settled the limbic system down you can then get into the, the the challenging issue and h is for hope paint a picture of what this looks like when it's really working so that you really activate the emotional system and the importantly the reward system dopamine around uh, what this will look like when it's all working so um uh, recognition intention challenge hope works in the way that the brain works bottom up so calm the limbic system down first then get the prefrontal cortex onto the pitch and if you use that it's an incredibly simple framework but it's very potent yeah so really Um, good for leaders of any teams yep absolutely Um, as you're saying negotiate people who are doing big negotiations yes yeah. Um, even, you know, the, the chief executives of, of organisations, you know, they have teams too, but, you know, they, they get involved in all sorts of conversations. And of course, 
um, have a huge impact with yeah. anything they say, don't yeah. they? The pressure must be enormous. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Exactly. So, you know, I'd like that to be a, a, a very practical takeout in a, in, in a short conversation yeah. is to, you know, to think, to think in terms of rich communication. Wonderful. That's really generous of you. Thank you. So, um, really important for the workplace, really important for society at large, I'd imagine. And um, this, it's kind of making me think about the idea of ethics, really, and our role in creating workplaces that embrace all the brains, um, which in turn inevitably will serve customers of all sexes. I was going to say both sexes, but these days it's yeah, actually all sexes, isn't it? Um, yeah, so it's uh, important, isn't it? It's incredibly important. I mean, if you look at the problems that we have to solve for as a human species now, you know, we're dealing with COVID, we're dealing with a pandemic, which is impacting absolutely everybody on the planet. Climate change is a huge issue. Um, and all the related issues, you know, energy, food, clean water, etc. So we have got some gargantuan problems to solve for. And the only way that we will do that, and the vaccine development has been a great example of this, is by really leveraging our collective intelligence you cannot have small subsets of society solving for the, the, the problems that we have to solve for. You've got, you've got to have really real di diversity of brains in the room thinking about these issues and able to collaborate across boundaries. I mean, you know, we've seen with the, the production of the vaccine, there's been phenomenal collaboration between academics and universities and then you know, big business that can take the thinking and, and turn it into products and distribute it across the, the world. We will have to do more and more and more of that. Yeah. Um, and, and so really being open to, to diversity, including diversity and accessing the best of all the brains is, is going to be increasingly important. That's, that's great, Kate. Thank you. This has been both fascinating and useful in equal measure. And uh, I look forward to hearing how your work and contacts points increase and the impact of this raised awareness um, starts to have really in different, different organizations. Thank Fantastic. you. No, thank you, Karen. Thanks for the opportunity. Because, uh, you know, the, the, more, the, the more the better. So, uh, you know, the more people who start to become aware of, of brain difference and brain gender difference, and, and find out and, and learn and put it into practice, the better. Thank you, Kate. Pleasure.